Welcome, listeners, to this episode of the Sequoia Breeze podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Lasavio. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited to have Shannon Breckenridge with us, and we are going to talk about all things high school. So welcome, Shannon. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Shannon, you wear a lot of hats within the schools, and I would love to hear from you because I can't describe them all, what those hats are and a little bit more about you. Primarily, I've been director of high school, and that is my first love, let's say. But this year, um, I've changed and moved into an associate executive director position. So involved in some of the things that Julie was doing and helping Janelle, um, kind of involved in more of the CSO, HR, finances, that fun stuff too. Yes, the CSO being the charter service organization. So working with Sequoia Grove as a Post at each of the individual schools and right. helping to oversee the big picture right. with Janelle Sherman. Wonderful. And so you have many, many years of high school experience and you've been in HST mm-hmm. for many, many years, if I'm not mistaken. Since 2001. Okay. Yeah. So you you know a little bit about this. this. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always had a deep love for high schoolers. So I've always had a really uh, disproportionate number of high schoolers on my caseload and, and um, just... That's that's just a passion of mine. Finding, helping helping high schoolers find their passion in life and what they want to do um, as they explore life after high school. So, so today I'm assuming that what we get to hear from you is that we parents don't have to freak out about high school. <laughs> that that yes, that is true. Okay, we are we are here to to decrease the freak out. <laughs> You've already helped me with that some, so I'm excited to share the wealth. <laughs> so, um, as many of my listeners know, I have a freshman in high school, so I'm still new to this myself. So a lot of these questions that I'm, I've been either seeking the answers out in the last year or so, or I'm still working on. So I'm really excited. So let's talk for a minute about somebody who's listening to us that is either trying to decide do I keep doing this through high school? Do I pull my kids that are in high school? Why should I homeschool through high school? Well, I, th- I think the primary um, benefit, I would say, is the ability to individualize and, and really craft a program that is suited to your particular student and find their strengths. Finding the strengths of your individual student is probably the primary benefit. Being able to follow their passions, um, work on their schedule, work with their personality. That And at Sequoia Grove Schools, we really make an effort to allow for that personalization with curriculum and different community partner offerings and making that so that it is something that you can really mold into what works best for your family, what works best for your student and have it be an extension of all that you've loved about homeschooling for your TK-8 years. I mean, I think from what I've seen and heard, you could gather 10 students that graduate through Sequoia Grove schools, and you'd have 10 pretty different experiences. Definitely, definitely. I mean, we we have students that are, you know, national fencing champions, and, and kids that just like, oh, get me a diploma and get me out of here. We have people doing it for religious reasons, for, you know, they're actors or they're helping their family business. You know, it's there's just all kinds of reasons to do it and all different paths to take that still work for, for high school. You know, we, 
we're an accredited school, so you have that ability to have the transcript, to have the A to G classes, um, to to have that um, kind of accreditation behind you and get the support from our high school team and from your HST and and use that to really craft a program that, that is, is all yours. I've felt it from people, and I know a lot of other people, like, well, once your kids are done with eighth grade, you're going to put them in high school, right? Like there's this almost this idea that you can't homeschool kids through high school or that it's so can we? I mean, I think we've answered that question, but let's answer it directly. Like, can we homeschool our kids through homeschool and how they can have a successful uh, high school career? I'm sorry. Can we homeschool our kids through high school and they will have had a successful <laughs> four years? <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I think um, it starts really with the IGP and sitting down with your HST and kind of, that's our four-year plan. And you can, that's, that's where you can really get into the details of how you're going to tailor a program to work for your student. And this is what our objectives are. This is, you know, kind of career path. This is, you know, the kinds of classes we're going to be taking, the curriculum we're using. And then that monthly check-in with your HST is a big part of, you know, checking in with that plan and making sure that everything's still working and, and changing course if you if you need to. Like that, that happens sometimes. So, Is your experience that most homeschooled high schoolers sit at home and are lonely? No. <laughs> no, we have, we have, I think um, successful homeschoolers have found a community of, you know, whether that's within HSVA or through their church or scouting or, you know, club sports. Um, they're, they're generally out and about a lot. <laughs> so it's hard to get the schoolwork yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's really a great opportunity to, to have a job and to be out in the real world interviewing, you know, working with, with people that aren't just your, your 17, 16-year-old peers, but, you know, you're interacting in community service projects in, you know, you have the responsibility of a job or, you know, helping with siblings, helping, you know, with the family business where you're, where you're out and mm -hmm. there's generally a lot of interaction. Mm -hmm. So if a family is interested in joining our schools or trying to decide, you know, I have a seventh grader or an eighth grader. Are we going to continue on this path? If they've been homeschooling, they probably have been thinking about this for a while. So they might have an idea for this question. But where where does a parent start? How does a parent start figuring out what do I do for high school? I think the um, one of the main resources would be your your high school counselor and your your HST and really you know working in t as a team with those with those people where you're you're getting input on what resources we have available what kind of curriculum options do you have that would work for you in your specific situation uh, where what kinds of community partners might you want to work with what kinds of uh, you know, what's what's your student's schedule like? What are their natural rhythms? Do they like to sleep in and stay up late? Do they, you know, do they want to work in with the with the flow and the rhythm that you've had with your younger kids? You know, there's um, just tailoring whatever the academics are to your family life and your it, making it work for high school is definitely a possibility. If you get to a point where it's like, there's no way I'm teaching physics and you need to bring in resources, uh, then, you know, working that into the rhythm so that that 
is a possibility too. Well, I guess that's a question to be addressed too is does a parent have to know all of the subjects? (laughs) No, no. That's, and and I think uh, a lot of us that come from traditional schools and went through traditional schools, like you, you see a teacher as an authority and you see learning as like sitting in a seat for hours on an end. And, and, and we all know from homeschooling younger kids that that's really not the way that learning works. You're not taking a traditional school and putting it on, you know, online or in your homeschool. It's, it's a completely different way of learning. So, and, and it really encourages students to be more independent, lifelong learners. It's, it's, it's almost taking a college model at where you're you're following an interest and and you know you're taking a lot of responsibility for your learning and it's it can be an adjustment if you're coming out of a traditional school if you didn't homeschool all the way through elementary but you know having this accountability piece that works for you and the teacher the parent the student um, and Finding something, finding finding a way that that uh, you can make it all work with your student, you know, mm-hmm. on a daily basis, you know, because well, it's it's that everyday thing that. And as parents, we each have our strengths and our weaknesses, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I feel pretty comfortable um, following a curriculum, but you know, doing writing at home, I know that I can edit my daughter's writing, I can evaluate mm-hmm. if she's doing a good job or not. I really, really, really don't make me be in charge of her biology labs. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. And yeah. she, she has a frog waiting to be dissected in her refrigerator. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's what she and loves like, to no, do. And I don't. So we go to a biology lab mm-hmm. tutor who perfect. sets those all up and runs them all yeah, and grades perfect. her lab reports because I don't even... I don't know if I know what a good lab report is, and I don't mm-hmm. really want to have to do that. So I outsource that. Yeah, she does math class online, mm-hmm. but we do history and the bulk of her biology class and her writing and all of that at home, right. and especially literature because we love books at our house. Mm-hmm. And so we do that together. But some of these other things, like I don't need the stress of trying to relearn geometry to help her with it. And so right. we. We outsource. So you you can pick and choose those definitely. things that work for you and the things that don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I think, and it's fair to say, we are still figuring out what our family rhythm looks like with a high schooler because she can't, you know, I used, she used to join the other kids mm-hmm. in some of those subjects that mm-hmm. now she does have to do her yeah. own thing. And so we are still trying to kind of figure out when can she be included and when mm-hmm. is there just not time because she's got these other things oh, totally. that she needs And to the more do. you outsource, the more that changes. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Which leads me into my next question. So some of the things that Sequoia Grove has to offer a high school, you've touched on some of them, but one of the other things that other ways to outsource is through junior colleges. Mm-hmm. So why don't you, we have some kind of cool relationships for that we with do. local schools. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, yeah. about that? Well, we, we've always had our concurrent enrollment program where you can go to any community college. You know, if you're wanting an in-person college experience where you're going into the classroom, you can go to the college near you and enroll as a high schooler. It costs, you know, there's no cost attached to it other than any materials you need to buy. So that's available everywhere. A lot of um, even career training, if you're not thinking like, I, I want to get a four-year degree, 
But I, I would love to get trained in like construction safety or, you know, cosmetology. Like those community colleges are great places for, for that kind of job training as well as, you know, getting those credits in place to transfer into a four-year school. But we do have a special relationship with Yuba College where we have a program set up that allows our students to have a class that's totally made up of our students only. And the college, it's still a college class. It still has all the college expectations where the student's going to be communicating with the professors. But all of the students in that class are Sequoia Grove homeschooling students. So there's no random 25-year-old man in there. Exactly. Exactly. And they're all, we try to make them as asynchronous as possible because we know homeschoolers have different schedules. Busy lives. Busy lives. <laughs> very busy. Um, and, we tr- and we've tried to make a two-year cycle that we go through where you can get the equivalent of an AA degree in those in the four years you're in high school. And so you would be going in as a freshman applicant with pretty much most of the first, the first two years of college done, whether it's a private or a public school. So, wow. Um, it, That's a huge time and yeah, money saver. It's a huge time and money saver. Um, but it's not required if you just want to pick and choose here and there. You know, it's it's completely mm-hmm. what you feel like is doable for you. Mm-hmm. We, we wouldn't want to rush anybody into college work they're not ready for because that you know, college transcript follows you. Well, so. and you can get so much more done if your student is ready for that mm-hmm. level of work. Yeah. One semester is equivalent to a year of high school. Yeah. So you can really accomplish a yeah. lot in that amount of time or have more free time. Right. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. So because in theory, you could graduate early with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Definitely. We And we do have a lot of students graduate as 11th graders, you know, 11 and a half graders. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have a 200-unit grad requirement in place, which is is on the low side for, okay. you know, statewide. Um, but that's part of our parent choice, you know, mm-hmm. focus and trying to make it. So if you want to just meet the requirements and get done, that's an option. If you want to push yourself and apply to the Naval Academy or Stanford. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a possibility as well. So. so you could use that requirement sort of to your advantage mm-hmm. on either end. Like right. first two years of high school haven't gone well. We right. need to recover and move yeah. on. Yeah. Or I want to push and move on so right. that I can get on to some other things. Right. Talk okay. about A to G curriculum. What is that was took me a long time to wrap my head around. <laughs> <laughs> a to G curriculum is what the UC uh, approves of. It meets the rigor that that we choose to, you know, if you're going to put your stamp on a U.S. history class, they have to look at our syllabus and say, yeah, that is acceptable. And that that makes it A to G. And A to G are, a to G are the different subject, subjects, right? subject so areas. A is... Social I don't remember. Okay, or, social, know, they, yeah. Yes. So, for instance, and I'm probably wrong because I don't remember, but A might be social studies, B would be math, C would be English, those kind of all the way down through the various classes that right. kids need to take. Right. So, the university system has approved certain curriculums as A to G, and if you use that curriculum, that's all you've got to do is use if, that curriculum. If you want to, yes, and if you want to apply to a CSU or a UC school, Right out of high school, you have to have, you know, you have to follow their 20 classes that are all A to G approved. But Sequoia Grove 
in an effort to help us be able to have more choice and to be able to have that um, edu- those educational options, we can use um, other curriculum or other ways of teaching the same class because there is an outline that we can follow that is A to G approved. So we have the flexibility of not, we don't have to choose from a limited number of curriculum. Right. We can use this outline that the school has created mm-hmm. with the curriculum or method that we would like to use. Exactly right. Okay. We we have um, what we call generic outlines. And if you're, you know, if you're using something that isn't specifically A to G approved, you can set it next to the A to G generic outline and say, okay, here's, I might need to supplement a little here. I might need to, you know, oh, change this to fit that. Um, There's also in every generic outline, there is key assignments that can easily be pulled from whatever curriculum you're using and make it it work that way. So you can get some out-of-the-box A to G ready. You can make whatever you're working work as A to G. So if I'm trying to wrap my head around what homeschooling through Sequoia Grove through high school would look like, what are the requirements? What kinds of details do I need to be sure I've, I understand I'm signing up for? Okay. Well, we, we do have the, the 200 units that I mentioned uh, as what our grad requirements are. And that's, you know, three years of English, two years of math, and, and so on and so forth. And um, we, we try to make that so that there's various ways to meet those requirements. And that's part of that IGP where you're, you're filling out, you know, what the plan is to, to get all those 200 credits. And in. IGP stands for? Individualized Graduation Plan. Okay. Yes. And that, that's something you work with your HST on uh, and crafting. And you're like, oh, I, I would love to learn Japanese. And so you find some way to learn Japanese. And um, that's, that's part of your one-year requirement for either fine arts or world language. Okay. And then what does the school, um, we still have to turn in samples. Yes. Yeah, we have um, we have sample requirements, and your teacher will generally be looking for the full body of work, just like in um, TK eight, where they're, you know, monitoring progress and making sure that you know you're you're making progress toward toward the goals and and actually earning those credits for the transcript. Um, we do we still have testing. I like the star testing is for ninth through eleventh graders. Um, CASP testing is generally just 11th grade. Science is usually done in 11th grade. but um, And that's just a way to you know, make sure that, that if there's any cracks before we <laughs> set you loose on the world, we want to mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, if something's missing, we can, we can catch, you know, mm-hmm. any achievement and, and mm-hmm. make sure that that all get, happens too. A lot of families and teachers, you know, maybe they have a shared Google Doc or spreadsheet that, like, this is where I am in this subject, and these are the scores I've received on the chapter tests, or they have some, like, a a binder system that they use with their parents and their teachers just so that everybody's in the loop about, Mm -hmm. you know, where we are, uh, you know, in English and in math and, you know, how we're doing, and do I need help? Do we need a tutor? Do I, you know... do we need to focus on one subject more than another because we've fallen a little behind? And just having that communication mm-hmm. system in mm-hmm. place is, is super important. So from all of your many years of loving working with high schoolers and working with homeschoolers, what would you encourage parents to be 
um, excited about about their high schoolers? Like, what do you think is maybe something parents should pay attention to and enjoy about these high school years? Oh, I think, um, you know, going just beyond the regular grad requirements and and doing some like career assessment and and really working like you no one knows your student and loves your students more than you and can see like what their future might hold and you have this opportunity to really foster that at this age and um, try out different things that they're interested in if you if you go into ccgi that everyone has as a subscription to um, and do some personality and career you know types of assessments that they have built in there where we're looking at offering the ASVAB in the, in the spring and say, you know, oh, my kid is a genius at taking a car apart and putting it back together. And I really want to, to build these skills and follow that passion and um, use some of this high school time to figure it out. And you're not just getting them a diploma and dumping them in college and paying for a lot of college and not having any idea where to go in the future. But using those those high school years and your knowledge of their their personality and their strengths and 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 following those with them what is the asvab uh that is the what does it stand for it's the military aptitude test okay for, for careers okay and they they will come and administer it for you okay and we can have it set so that the information doesn't go to military recruiters unless you want it to. Okay. But it gives you, it's one of the most thorough career assessments and that's fascinating in the country. So we will try and put up a link to for okay. parents to see what that is in the show notes. And the CCGI you mentioned as well. That's the College and Career Guidance Initiative. And um, that is something that we have an account for each student. And as you take your classes in high school, they'll feed into that software. And it's a way to track your A to G progress. It's also, there's also um, different career assessments built into that. There's ways to search for colleges and careers that are interesting to you and what kind of training you need for what careers. And um, there's financial aid guidance in there. It's, it's it sounds like a very super, rich website. It's a super cool website. Yeah. So, and each high school student is has an account and they get in with their school ID email? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, that's, again, then, we'll put a link to that up too. Um, with, if they speak with their counselor, their counselor can walk them through that. If they If they do some of the career assessment and say, what do I do with this information? We have we have three wonderful counselors that would love to have that conversation with every single one of our students. Can a potential family who's looking to enroll in Sequoia Grove meet with counselors, or do they need to be enrolled? I think they could meet with a counselor. We, okay. You know, we have, they have, um, all three of our counselors have Calendly, where you can just click on a link and set an appointment with them. So, okay. Yeah. And I believe that, well, I don't believe and I know that those can all be found on our Homeschool Helper. So if you're familiar with that, you can yes. get on the Homeschool Helper and find the link to your counselor. Yes. Depending on 
the alphabet. Yes. (laughs) Where your last name falls, where your student's last name falls. All three of them are are wonderful ladies that are, I think, I think our high school team it has over a hundred years of high school experience all combined. It's 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 just a wealth of knowledge. I so. have never listened to anybody from the high school team speak and not left think <laughs> with more knowledge than I started out with, or in awe of their enthusiasm. Well, they're, well thank you. They're, 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 and they're, you are included in oh, that. Well, thank you. There's just such a great team to work with. I am so, yeah, we're so fortunate. To... And it's such a varied group of people. Yes, and yes. yet it, it really, there's there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that I'm not sure a lot of our parents realize. Yeah. And um, they may not see the faces of all the different counselors and mm-hmm. curriculum specialists and things that are, there's just really career um, training, planning, mm-hmm. and things like that that are really incredible. Yeah, yeah. So and, what are some... Oh, go ahead. You know, there's just a lot to high school. So, yeah. I, you know, it's understandable yeah. that people would be overwhelmed. And it's 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 a lot. It's a lot of ground to, to wrap your brain around. And I think, I think when we hit high school, we parents suddenly realize, like, oh, no, they're not going to be kids forever. Like, all of a sudden, it feels like the timer is ticking. (laughs) Well, and there's that transition where you're wanting them to be independent adults at the end of this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that that it's not an overnight process, but it happens along the way. Yeah. You'll see so much growth from ninth grade to twelfth grade that it's... Well, and I've already seen so much from seventh to ninth. Like, it's really an incredible transition between those years, you know? Right. And it's nice to have them home while they're doing that. Yeah, definitely. You can, you can guide and, you know, help as that maturity is happening. Yeah, you know. and that there doesn't have to be vast amounts of external drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what are some pitfalls that you sometimes see? Some areas where you see maybe parents missing this or overreacting about this or just the the level of involvement and and it's something that's always in flux you know are you over involved are you under involved and finding that balance and it's it's going to be different with each child like you yes you know, if you have more than one kid there's yeah. more than one level of you know how you know, how do I foster independence with this particular child? And and it's it's a not an exact science. And not give them too much independence mm-hmm. so that I don't realize they're slipping behind or struggling until it's like panic mode instead yeah. of yeah. just supporting along the way. And yeah. yeah. And, and we, yet, we get, you know, speaking of the drama, we get a lot of drama refugees, like kids that are coming with, you know, mental health mm-hmm. issues a lot of times. You know, they're... They're here because of the traditional school isn't working out for them, not in an academic sense, but in a more social sense. And I think maybe not a pitfall might be not calling that soon enough and mm-hmm. looking for help and intervention and mm-hmm. and you know supporting the supporting that student emotionally. So just just being here and recognizing that those are an issue can be something that is a a way to to love your child and and support them. Tell us a little bit about Sequoia Grove's resources for the emotional support side. Yeah, and that you know that's been a game that's changed over COVID and uh, people coming from other schools that 
have handled COVID differently than we have, but we have the special ed departments, they had the intervention, student services, we avail ourselves of all of those. There's there's drop-in tutoring, there's social emotional groups, there's the the high school just like hang out and chat. Um, and all of our their staff on that in those departments are very able to help us direct students to to professional assistance in, you know, outside of our schools if that is the level of help that's needed. So they have a lot of resources and can help get things directed with, you know, with insurance, without insurance. And so, so parents should speak up to their yeah. HST or yeah. their counselor, their, their academic counselor yeah. and let them know, hey, we, we could use some support, some extra help, some new yeah. ideas yeah, if their we're, we're student here. is struggling. Yeah. And, we, you know, we don't want it to get to a crisis situation mm-hmm. and um, we want to be there to, mm-hmm. to really support those kids. And while sometimes pulling a student out of that difficult situation can be the first step, it's not necessarily... Yeah, it's not the solution always. There's still some healing to be done or relearning. Right, right. We've talked about the academic part, which is the biggest... Well, the reality is to most high schoolers, the academic part doesn't necessarily (laughs) feel like the biggest part of life. I think it's the biggest part that we parents are thinking about. Uh But the reality is the social aspect to Mm -hmm. life is, is pretty significant to mm-hmm. this age group and Sequoia Grove I think in many ways differently from other charter schools takes community pretty seriously mm-hmm. um, if you want to tap into that yeah it's there so let's talk a little bit yeah. about that we we've been doing our best you know we're geographically spread out yes so we're not here to meet all community needs. <laughs> no. But, no. but. So, so there is that aspect I talked about earlier, like scouting your church and that mm-hmm. type of thing. But we've, you know, we've, we have a national honor society that does community service and meets virtually. We have a, an academic decathlon team. We have, um, we have the, the military program that meets once a month. That's, Cadets. Um, yeah, the, the, the California Cadet Corps that, they um, they drill and they do. They're able to. It's it's they're they're able to learn a lot of um, citizenship and life skills, and um, move up the rank. and And it's it's a it's a fabulous program. Um, we're we're starting an esports team where we're going to have um, competitive gaming to where they're they're entering competitions. And um, this is a a program that translates really well to some college programs. Okay. So there's scholarships out there for that. Um, yeah, and we, HSVA students really get to know each other sometimes, yeah. don't they? Create oh, they a do. lot of community through that. Yeah, we have a leadership class at um, in HSVA, and they they planned the Harvest Festival, and they that it was it was really their choice to say, hey, we have a lot of younger siblings, and we'd love to do a trunk or treat for them, and we had a lot of younger siblings show up for that, and then we had our harvest dance, but they're they're in the middle of planning a prom. They're looking at doing um, community college tours and having at least one social event each semester. So um, trying to vary the locations so that the in-person stuff is in different sides of town Mm -hmm. so we can catch more people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And I love that they created something for their younger siblings because one of my favorite parts about homeschooling high school and all the way through is that is that students aren't, you know, pigeonholed into you're supposed to be friends with kids that were born within mm-hmm. this like twelve months, and <laughs> right. and 
you know, kids that have been homeschooling for a long time don't feel that as no. nearly as acutely unless their parents are pressing it on them because they don't know that that's how it's supposed to be. They've got their siblings at home and maybe their neighbors or their cousins or their other, you know, mm-hmm. park day kids that you play with who's available. And right, so right. You, and that can really be a beautiful thing because as adults... I mean, you and I just figured out we both went to the same school and we can thoroughly enjoy talking to each other, even though we have, I don't know, 10-ish years or something between us, maybe. And it doesn't matter. And yet when we were little kids, we would have been so far apart in the whole school. Different silos entirely. (laughs) (laughs) So adulthood is not Mm -hmm. that pigeonholed age Mm -hmm. thing. So I I love that homeschool can provide that opportunity and it can keep high schoolers from being a little too focused on just their little lives because they've got more going on around them than that. Right. And they they can show up like with food that stinks or clothes that aren't cool and and it's all yes. it's all okay yeah. you know like <laughs> i know i love that it doesn't love matter if their shoes are the most mm-hmm. popular exactly yeah. exactly is there anything else you want to say <laughs> we do we have started this year um the cap program the college advancement and that's something that we're able to offer through a grant that we've that you know we've received for students that would like to go to college, but maybe have historically not had anyone in the family go to college, they're, you know, part of our free or reduced lunch program. They're English language learners. They're foster homeless, and we have a pretty intensive push to be able to open doors for um, looking for a college, looking for a major, looking, um, you know, help with the application process and um, college tours and that type of. Um, college search assistance that that would normally you know a wealthier family would be able to pay for so and it provides even further financial assistance than just the even school funds right, right. there's even yes. that program will help pay for some of the dual enrollment and those kinds of things right. so it would right. allow their school funds to go farther yes uh, yeah if you're if you were normally using a lot of your funding to pay for HSBA classes then you would be able to have those covered through the program and you would have more funding to do you know mm-hmm. piano lessons if that's a passion of yours mm-hmm. so. yeah well is there anything else you would like high school parents to know before we wrap up today it's it's a doable thing it and it, and we have we have kids that are thriving and uh, able to to be lifelong learners you know that it really is building those kinds of muscles and uh, a lot of colleges look at at our independent study homeschool students as these kids know what's going on. These mm. they've they've figured out what stumbles a lot of the kids that show up as freshmen straight out of a traditional school. Like they they know how to learn on their own. They know how to mm-hmm. pace themselves and to have that discipline and um, you know embed learning into life. And I think that's kind of one of my favorite things about the opportunities we have for our kids. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's. Pretty awesome to know that we can make sure that our kids are are well prepared mm-hmm. for what's coming next. And that I think being at home also means that while our kids are better independent learners, it also means that when they have a bad day, they've got they don't have to keep trying to learn mm-hmm. that in that moment. They can focus on think something's not going well and I'm gonna figure out how to process this little piece of life and then we'll get right back right. <laughs> into school. But I can take yeah. a breath and yeah. 
and deal with this very real life thing that's in front of me. At least it's real to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, have a have a break and because that that's to, adult life. I is. mean, and that's a that's yeah. a life skill that all of yeah. all of us adults have had to work out. And, and yeah. you know, we. We got past a point where we had to ask for a bathroom pass to go to a bathroom. You know, we, we, can, we can. There's some self-regulation going on here. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for coming and joining uh, joining me today and sharing your years and wealth of knowledge and um, encouragement. And I always love listening to you talk because you, even your voice is so relaxing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I always feel calmer after I've listened to Shannon. So. Oh, that's very sweet of you. <laughs> and again, we'll have some things that Shannon mentioned in the show notes today. And so you can look for those resources there. And uh, we hope that you have found this helpful. And please, if you have any further questions or there are other high school topics that you'd like to know about, be sure to send an email to podcasts at sequoiagrove.org. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us today as we've talked with Shannon Breckenridge and explored the question of, can we homeschool high school? And with that, what does Sequoia Grove have to offer? How can it support you in that journey if you choose to do so? I would love to hear from you. Please send me an email at podcasts at sequoiagrove.org. What is the best advice you ever got about homeschooling high school? What is your burning question that hasn't been answered yet? What topics would you like us to talk about specifically regarding high school in the future. I really want to know what you're thinking and what your feedback is. I look forward to hearing from you. This has been another episode of the Sequoia Breeze podcast, a breath of fresh air for your homeschool. I am your host, Rebecca Lasavio. Please share this episode with somebody that you think it will help and We look forward to having you join us next time right here.